episode of the Poitras Ponderings podcast so that we can pause, ponder, and project together once again. Jim speaks to us on the subject of the daily provisions of God in our lives. We are so blessed to have a God who cares and provides for us. So I turn this over to our host, Jim Poitras. Hello, everybody. This is Jim Poitras with the Poitras Ponderings podcast. It's the podcast where we pause, we ponder, and we project. I hope that the year 2022 is off to a great start for you and the Lord is blessing you on a daily basis. I want to talk to you today about the doctrine of the day. Matthew chapter 6 verse number 11 says, give us this day our daily bread. As you look through the scripture you will recognize or realize that bread is symbolic of God's provision for his people throughout the Old Testament and right into the New Testament as well. According to Exodus chapter 16 and verse number 4, God rained down bread from heaven. In our Western culture, we sometimes refer to the breadwinner of the family as the one that provides for the needs of the family. The doctrine of the day on the Poitras Ponderings podcasts. I have a little story for you. R.C. Sproul tells the story of a large number of South Korean children who had been orphaned by the Korean War. Relief agencies were sent out to assist. Sproul writes, one of the people involved in this relief effort told us or told me about a problem they encountered when the children uh, were in the orphanages. Even though the children had three meals a day provided for them, they were still restless and anxious at night and had difficulty sleeping. As they talked to the children, they soon discovered that the children had great anxiety about whether they would have food for the next day. To help resolve this problem, the relief workers in one particular orphanage decided that each night when the children were put to bed, the nurses would place a single piece of bread in each child's hand and uh, that they would leave it there and the child would be encouraged or strengthened throughout the night because they believed that they were going to have food the next day. The bread wasn't intended to be eaten. It was simply intended to be held by the children as they went to sleep. It was their security blanket reminding them that there would be provision for their daily needs. Sure enough, the bread calmed the children's anxieties and helped them sleep. Likewise, as we take comfort in knowing that our physical needs are met, that we have food or bread for our daily needs. The petition of the Lord's Prayer then teaches us to come to God in a spirit of humble dependence, asking him to provide what we need and to sustain us each day from day to day. We are not given license to ask for great riches, but we are encouraged to make our needs known to him, trusting that he will provide. We know that in the wilderness in the Old Testament, God provided manna for the day. What happened if people started to hoard the daily manna? The answer each day was the day the Lord had made. Days the Lord had made turned into weeks the Lord had made. Eventually the year the Lord had made. Combined, it has been the life the Lord has made. And we experience that on a daily 
basis because we know that the scripture says, according to Psalm chapter 118, verse 24, this is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Uh, Horace, the Roman poet in 23 BC said, carp diem quam minimum credula postera. We commonly hear the shorter version, carp diem, or seize the day. However, it can be more accurately translated as pluck the day, put no trust in the future. The doctrine of the day, according to Psalm chapter 23, verse number 6, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Deuteronomy chapter 33, verse 25, Thy shoes shall be iron and brass, and as thy days, so shall thy strength be. He gives us strength for the day that we are living in. Lamentations chapter 3, verse 22 to 24, It is of the Lord's mercy that we are not consumed, because his compassion fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, saith my soul, therefore I will hope in him. Matthew chapter 6, verse 34, Take therefore no thought of the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for things of itself. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 2, For he saith, I have heard thee in a time accepted, and in the day of salvation have I secured thee. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. That's 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse number 2. We already know Hebrews chapter 11, verse number 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. It is the evidence of things not seen. Hebrews 11, 1. The scripture says in Psalm chapter 90, verse number 12, So teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. And one of the best ways that we can count our days would be from the days of God moments in our lives and counting them forward. Roughly three quarters or 76% of the public include the September 11 terror attacks as one of the 10 events during their lifetime with the greatest impact on the country according to a national online survey of over 2,000 adults conducted in June and July of 2016 according to Pew Research. They were numbering their days from September 11 forward. Uh, Pew Research said this, the perceived historic importance of the attacks on New York and the Pentagon span virtually every traditional demographic divide. Majorities of men and women, millennials and baby boomers, Americans with college degrees and those without a high school diploma rate 9-11 as one of the 10 most his historically significant events to occur during their entire lifetime. That's according to Pew Research. From the book, Win the Day by Mark Batterson, William Osler, the father of modern medicine, decided to do what lies clearly at hand. Thomas Carl said, one or our grand business undoubtedly is not to see what lies dimly in a distance, but to do what lies clearly at hand. Batterson said that we live in day-tight compartments. Instead of fixating on things that lie dimly at a distance, we should concentrate on what lies closely at hand. William Osler 
told this story in an address he gave at Yale University a few months before delivering his daytight address. William Osler had crossed the Atlantic on an ocean liner. While standing on the bridge of that ship, he had an aha moment. The captain was demonstrating the, the latest and the greatest in marine or maritime technology. He pressed a button that shifted gears, turning parts of that ship into a watertight compartment. Leveraging the machinery as a metaphor, Osler likened each of us to an ocean liner on a long voyage, and he said, uh, what I urge is that you so learn to control the machinery as to live with daytight compartments, he said. Touch a button and here at every level of your life, the iron door shutting out the past, the dead yesterdays, touch another button and shut it off with a clear metal curtain, the future, the unborn tomorrows. So Batterson in his book, Win the Day, endeavors to press the button and unleash the power of 24 hours, the day, the doctrine of the day. Batterson writes about psychologists Matthew Killingsworth and Daniel Gilbert, stating the average person spends 46.9% of their time thinking about something other than what they're doing in the present moment. We're half present half of the time. I know it's cliche. I don't profess to know the future, but I do know who holds it. When looking at the future, it's easy to think of one word to describe it. It's unknown. And that's one of the reasons why I love this famous poem. I think I've mentioned it before on the Poetry's Ponderings podcast. It says, I said to the man who stood at the gate of the year, give me a light that I may tread safely into the unknown. And he replied, go into the darkness and put your hand into the hand of God. That shall be better than any light and safer than any way. So I went forth and finding the hand of God trod gladly into the night. He led me towards the hills and the breaking of day in the lone east. So heart be still what need our human life to know if God hath comprehension. That was a poem by Minnie Harkins and uh, it highlights the doctrine of the day. Put your hand into the hand of God. It's going to be better for you than any light and safer than any known way. This is Jim Poitras. You've been listening to the Poitras Ponderings podcast, a place where we have paused, we have pondered, and now we project. Have a great day. Until we meet again, God bless you. Seize the day and use it to its fullest for Jesus Christ. Have a great week.